0: Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Joachim. I'm going to talk in this weird high-pitched voice for the entire episode to annoy everybody. It's time to talk about Australia, recap it as best we can. I don't think there's really too much else to get to. And yeah, I think that's a, that'll be it for this week. Next week, we'll preview MLS Im- in a you know, week and a half, right? sweet yep, Imola. so
1: and we have ooh, a sprint, sprint race. race all
0: right so we can whine about how much i'm not looking forward to that next week i don't oh i don't i don't have trivia i literally don't have trivia I don't didn't, didn't google anything i'm still foggy brain from being in california for indycar so we can blame los angeles and my dislike for the city for no trivia
1: it can be a race week thing or something. We can change the Ooh,
0: policy, policy change. Okay, Frenchy pr- Frenchy approved. If you want, uh, we'll skip it this week mainly because I, you know, it's. It, I'm not going to look it up and look for a question now. But Australia, well, let, let me ask you first. Did you watch any of the practices, qualifying, or race live?
1: Yes, I believe I watched FP one. Anything that was at 11 p.m. Eastern, I watched live. But anything sort of past the midnight yeah. time, I didn't stay up. So
0: I didn't watch any of practice only because that was, you know, that was travel day for me. I watched 10 minutes of qualifying and fell asleep. And then Kevin DeJewski and I watched the race and I made it until about right whenever Verstappen retired is when I was like, OK, I'm going to watch the rest of the race in bed because I like can't hold my head up anymore and the second half of the race i made it to like literally four laps to go and i fell asleep so like when i woke up sunday morning before the race i was like at that point like i know i didn't miss anything because i looked at the final results i'm like okay one thing changed but it was very minor so yeah but i just thankfully f1 tv had that screen that was like your program has ended when i woke up so i just like rewound it a little bit and like went back and watched the rewatch. I rewatched like the last like 10 laps just so I could like kind of remember what I was doing. Cause like, you know, at that point you're like, you're not really retaining anything, but if you were to give the race like a, a grade from a, a one to a 10, one being the worst race ever, 10 being the most memorable race of all time, what would you give it? I don't know. A five, I guess five or six. Yeah, probably. I think that's, fair there were some good battles and the cars the new cars look amazing on australia i don't know why i don't know if it's the camera angles or or going through the you know the kind of city streets there look really cool but the race itself was kind of a snoozer
1: which we're kind of used to from australia to be honest i mean it's not a race where there's a lot of side to side battling and passing and everything so even though we have these new cars, it pretty much was the status yeah. quo there. Bring back Adelaide, yeah. If only. I don't think that'll ever happen, but
0: we can dream, right? No, it's been so long. Well, ago. no, we can't dream because, as you, me, and Cassie found out, when we post things on Twitter, like dreaming of something cool happening and racing, people
1: will just dump all over our opinions. True. Somebody will find a reason to hate on the Adelaide Street Circuit, even though I well, don't really know. Well, it's not Sydney. Could
0: melbourne wherever the hell i don't even i see okay let's just move on
1: (laughs) all right what do we have next um so i was just gonna get into a couple items in the news there's not much talking about australia the the news that we have from red bull on why max had to retire on i believe it was lap 38 yes for a fuel leak they haven't said much. Um, I mean, we don't really expect them to, I guess. But apparently, Helmet Marco has said the case is very complex, and that they've been able to find out the cause, but that the problem is absolutely different from the one they experienced in Bahrain, where they had another retirement.
0: I mean, I believe him for once. I actually believe Doctor Helmet, but I mean, it's it's not looking. I think my prediction for a Red Bull constructors title is going the way of your McLaren prediction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's never gonna
0: be that bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not good, man. I mean, there's a lot of car there's a few teams this year like them and Alpine, who are like lightning quick, but have huge question marks and reliability. And I feel like you can tweak aero stuff, and you can tweak engine stuff to a, a smaller degree. You can change the weight of the car; all those things you can improve on. But reliability—I mean, Alpine got you know very unlucky with a like a you know what was that like a, a two dollar like hose thing failing on Alonzo's car. Was that you know that's you, you can't yeah. you can't overcome that. But reliability is going to hurt them in the grand scheme of the season.
1: Yeah, I think I remember talking to you before the season started about a quote that Laurent Rossi, the CEO of Alpine, made about how he wanted an engine that was fast and he didn't care if it was reliable as long as it was fast, (laughs) which I think when we discussed that, we were both looking at each other like, "Um, even if it's fast, if you don't finish... What good is that? Nothing's going to You still look like an ass at the end of the
0: season anyway when you finish behind you know, three, four five other teams. I'm not saying Red Bull will, but I mean,
1: <laughs> it's kind of close. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not good. The Alpine, like you said, does look quick in a straight line. Though.
0: It's a fast car. Like they, they did it. They built it well. It's just not reliable. And I I think I, I don't know if we're you, you. You might see them luck into a win sort of like Ocon did last year, but I don't think they're going to contend for podiums for the most part if they can't figure out a reliability thing because you know they'll have to slow down to cool the engine or or whatever
1: and and it's just gonna hurt them all year well yeah especially because they're the only ones using that engine so they don't have any other data to go on for developmental purposes yeah so i don't, I don't think alonso is getting his third championship no, this year I no we can yeah no say chance. that. All right, so talking of teams who did pretty poorly over the weekend, Aston Martin I think had one of the worst <laughs> weekends in recent memory. <laughs> like it was calamitous. Uh, I I'm I
0: feel bad for Sebastian Vettel. He was clearly push he was clearly pushing yeah. this weekend to make up for lost time. You're missing the first two races and 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 just trying to do what he can with that car because his, his lap times weren't bad. Uh, I don't know if you saw somebody post on social media like sector times comparing him to the podium finishers, and he was right there. I mean, a tenth off, a tenth quicker in some laps, but when your car is as unpredictable and garbage as their car is, you make one wrong move and you see what happens he goes into the wall at a spot where you
1: don't usually spin and and hit the wall head on yeah it was kind of odd to see that but the the real moment that stands out to me is the crash between Lance Stroll and Nicholas Latifi and what was that fp3 yeah yeah (laughs) that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen and I like how they were both so angry at each other. Just seeing two angry Canadians all fired up about it when Canadians are usually pretty polite was pretty amusing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I hate Lance Stroll. He's really garbage. That was mean. <laughs> that was that yeah, was mean, unnecessarily same. mean. Lance Stroll's just not good <laughs> and he's he, you know if if he, you put him in a good car he's probably respectable but you put him in a car that's as bad as this year and he's he
1: might end up down with latifi at the end of the year i had a dream actually this is weird for me to even mention but that he came over to indycar and it didn't go well <laughs> that would be funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I I woke up from the dream like, oh, I'm even being mean to weren't there like What uh, my like, subconscious, subconscious mind
0: to IndyCar rumors like 5, 6 years ago? Like I feel like this would be like the same level of like, oh god, please no.
1: <laughs> they would that would be yeah, I don't I don't think you would get that warm of a welcome. No, not at all. What do you think the we should start keeping track of? What do you think the Lawrence Stroll rage oh, meter is at right now? I don't know if it could get any height. He <laughs> must like literally must have had like three heart attacks already.
0: <laughs> if if he was mad after the first race or like during the first race and like blew a gasket on his team. How like two races later and you have nothing to show for it and no hope of anything to show for it. Yep. Yikes.
1: How long until I think in my dream, how long until he sells the F1 team because he just gets fed up with it and buys an indie car team because he thinks Lance can win over here?
0: Well <laughs> I kinda wanna see it. It might be torture. And I would be terrified to interview the man because he scares me, but I'm it kinda I'm kinda for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting as hell. We can we can uh, have a super team in IndyCar with Lance news. Stroll
0: and Nicholas Latifi, and we can call it the new, you know, when when Hinch and Wickens had their Team Canada with Arrow a couple of years ago. This can be like the new Team Canada, except like no, Team Lame or something. Like team Team
1: Dweeb. <laughs> yeah, that would be the a big demotion to call them Team Canada. There's there's got to be another Canadian driver in the pipeline coming up that could replace these guys. I hope so. Well, we'll see. I don't I don't know in the lower formulas if there is any Canadian driver coming up, but uh, we got to be on the lookout for somebody to get rid of these two and supplant them as the the hope of Canada in motorsports.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. But... So, apparently Mike Crack Best name said that Basically, with the amount of incidents that they've had over the course of the season, th- he's wondering if they're going to have capacity to develop their car, which, as we saw, it's already pretty awful, or will they have to use their capacity to make spares? So do you think this weekend's going to put them even further behind the Oh, curve? yeah. They're screwed. Yeah. I mean, if they get yeah.
0: more than five points this year total, I would be completely surprised. It's just... And it's a shame because <laughs> as soon as we saw that car at the beginning of the year, we we're like, oh, that car's amazing looking. It's g-. And you just assume, like, amazing car, going to do well and or going to do decent. And then as soon as they – yeah, they just need – they almost need to pull a Haas and just, like, stop working on the car this year and just immediately focus towards next year. It's, it's a lost cause at this point. And unfortunately, we see with Haas that maybe kind of the – year and a half reset actually does pay some benefits. I'm like, I'm not saying like Haas is a podium contender or whatever, but clearly the direction that Aston Martin took was the wrong direction. And I think they just need to accept it. And Lauren stroll just needs to take like a chill pill, a large chill pill or have a drink and relax and just focus on the future because they've got some smart guys there. They hired some, good engineers and and technical people from some of the big teams. So it's not like they're, you know, completely devoid of talent behind the scenes, but
1: I mean, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, path they took this year was, was (laughs) incorrect. Well, I mean, they just need to copy another Mercedes car because we saw Mm -hmm. how well they did when they did that. So I mean, it wouldn't be the best to copy a Mercedes this year, but, you know, they'd be in a better position than they are right now. Yeah, exactly. All right. So the last piece of news before we recap our predictions is that it's looking interesting for what's going to happen with Audi and Porsche coming to F1 in 2026 when the new engine regulations come in. Previously, what was thought is that both of them, because they're both under the Volkswagen umbrella, that both of them would kind of come in um, and share some engine development and that Porsche's likely to partner with Red Bull as their engine supplier and Audi was going to partner with some other team. It was rumored that it was going to be McLaren, but they'd share a lot of their engine development and it would be cheaper that way. However, apparently, what we're hearing now is that Audi's basically saying, no, we're just going to come in totally separate from you, Porsche. We don't care how expensive it is. We also want full control of a team and we want to buy one. So they've been in talks with basically every team in the paddock. That's not a manufacturer team, right? So we're talking Williams, McLaren, Sauber, and Aston Martin. Because Aston Martin, although they're technically a manufacturer team, they don't make their own engines, right? Yeah. And Williams and McLaren, it doesn't seem likely that's going to happen. It was thought that that was going to be the path. Audi was going to buy McLaren, but I don't think McLaren wants to sell. That's a storied name that I think it would be kind of sad to see Audi take over. So it's either Sauber, and we saw that they didn't want (laughs) to sell to the Andretti's. Would they sell to Audi? Maybe. Or Aston Martin. That might be interesting because apparently Aston Martin is interested in developing in-house engines, and so maybe Audi could partner with them in that way. Especially because they have so much cash already. They have the Aramco partnership, and then they have just Lawrence Stroll's endless bags of money that he keeps Lawrence pouring Stroll's into the Blood team. diamonds. Rick... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing. Apparently, a decision has been made because there was a meeting of the Volkswagen Group supervisory board last week. And so we'll learn, I guess these details will start leaking out slowly. I mean, we have until 2026 until any of this happens. But the Red Bull Porsche F1 deal seems likely to happen and keep an eye out for who Audi is likely to buy. Um, Obviously, we know that Sauber used to be BMW's factory team. So maybe they'd be willing to sell to a manufacturer like Audi and but we'll keep a watch out for that. Um, it'd be interesting. It might be a way to save yeah, that team. That's
0: fair. Um, I it's it's hard to see where everything's going to kind of fit in right now. But I mean, McLaren's definitely not getting butt. And I feel like there's the only hey, listen. Audi could come in and tell Sauber, "Hey, we'll give you six hundred million dollars. You know, some like ridiculously astronomical number that." nobody else could you know, come up with. Yeah, sure. But between that and this Andretti program and apparently there's a F2 team that wants to make the jump up and another like random private team that isn't being publicly talked about. But yet the FIA is like, we don't need to expand the grid. And listen, I don't necessarily think all four or five of those teams need to come in and you know, push the grid to 30 cars roughly like, yeah, that's definitely too much, but I don't know. It feels like I I feel like Audi wanting their own team isn't going to work out unless they're going to spend a
1: buttload of money. Well, they left Formula E, so maybe they have a ton of budget to just blow on this, even though they're also going to be an LMDH so I have no idea what their plan is there or why two Volkswagen Group companies would compete against each other and kind of, you know, dump the money that it takes to be an F1 to take results off each other. But I don't know. These are storied brands that, I mean, Audi was in Formula One a long time ago. And Porsche has obviously been an F1. So it's in their heritage. It may end up happening. I think it'd be interesting. I was watching, I think, a race from the early 90s the other day, and there were like 26 cars on the grid. So it's not like it's a tradition for F1 to have only 20 cars or something like that. I mean, the FIA could easily just expand the grid, and I think it would be a good thing.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. Friend of the friend of the show. IndyCar co-host and PLP GP boss Matthew Hickey just called me and Matt never calls me so I'm wondering what's going on but oh yeah man it's I'm okay with having the grid be like what are we now 20 24 so we add two new teams yeah yeah that's that's cool 26 maybe 26 at like somebody somewhere like Monaco it's just never gonna happen like that's just a total nightmare to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. The cars are are, are still too big But, I don't think this, like, elitist FIA attitude of, we don't need any more cars, like, I just think it sends the wrong message and like it might not hurt them in the short term but in the long term if andretti gets spurned and audi gets you know maybe not audi gets spurned but these other teams get spurned they're going to start looking at other forms of motorsport you know whether that be formula e or nascar IndyCars, you know sports cars across the globe so e-sco- <laughs> e-scooter <laughs> e-scooter <laughs> the, f- the future of
1: Nicholas Latifi's future championship drive <laughs> yeah Lucas yeah. Degrassi can hire him all right so let's I guess finish up real quick with just recapping our predictions because although the race wasn't the best that we've seen I still think it beats a lot of races we saw before the 2022 regulations came in there were some decent battles that happened throughout the field Uh, Actually, I want to get who's your driver Uh, of the day
0: before we move on the weekend. Thank you. I knew I forgot to tell you something or I I knew we forgot something. We'll we'll go. We'll do driver of the day and all that fun stuff and look at our predictions. And then. We will wrap up with whatever you're going to get to that I already forget about. Uh, Driver of the day. I am going to go with I'm going to go with the McLaren's. I think this is one of the and I know I said this I said this to Kevin and and everybody at the track this weekend, but McLaren's success is going to be purely dependent on what type of track they're at this year because there are going to be races where they're still very bad. So they got the, you know, 5th and 6th yeah. is probably, you know, kind of like the best of the rest. After, you know, Leclerc, Perez, and the Mercedes, and you could say that Verstappen would have been ahead of him too, and Signs would have been right in the mix there if he didn't have his issue. But they got the maximum amount of points they probably could get for a while.
1: You bring up actually something that I meant to ask you about that just kind of jogged my memory. Do you think now that signs has had a terrible weekend and is behind in the points that it makes it way easier for Ferrari to just say, all right, Charles is the number one driver now. Like we're going to prioritize him for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, yes.
0: And I think signs is a massively underrated driver, but he's not Charles Leclerc. Like I think. Okay. Fair. I think signs is in that. Perez, Botas—I can't believe I'm talking about Botas in a positive way. You know, <laughs> in, you know, in that like fill in as the or not fill in like you know put them on any team as a number two driver and they will do everything they need to to be successful and maybe eke out a win here or there. Like I still would like to see Carlos Sainz win a, win his first race, but oh, yeah. he's not
1: Charles Leclerc. Okay, that's fair. So, would you say that they're uh, on the same level as like a David Coulthard? No, <laughs> still better than David. <laughs> I'm just, I think he's one of the drivers with the most wins without a championship. Might be Sterling Moss is over him, I think. But yeah, anyway. Um, let's get to, so you said your drivers of the weekend were the McLarens. I'm going to go with Alex Albon. Because as I was watching the race, I thought they were just going to not pit him. Yeah, I was real confused there. when
0: I was rewatching that in the morning.
1: <laughs> and then they were just going to risk it like, oh, hopefully we don't get disqualified. But I mean, to drive around on those hards for like the entire race and grab a point, I love it. I mean, it's a good return to the points for Williams especially when Latifi had an awful weekend and only finished 16th because the others that would have been in front of him retired. Yeah, that's fair. Disappointment of the weekend. I, I'm
0: i going to take Carlos Sainz. He had a you know mix-up in qualifying. I, I forget, honestly forget what the issue was. I don't think it was totally his fault. And then some last-minute scrambling with the steering wheel yeah. change, but really just a... Not a good move to make in that, you know, middle sector of the track that ended up he ended up DNFing because he just beached himself in the sand. So really like at that point early in the race, you kind of just want to be patient and let things come to you because he would have
1: picked up a couple spots easily, but yeah, that's that's not good. Well, we saw Kevin Magnuson go off in basically the same place and he was able to kind of scoop it back up and get going again. So yeah, yeah Carlos kinda sealed his own fate there. My disappointment of the weekend is going to be Yuki. I don't know where he's been, but I mean, he finished 15th, a lap down. And was just extremely far off the pace of his teammate. So it's definitely not looking so good for him yeah. right now. Hopefully he improves a little bit. I think the Alpha Tauri car is actually taking a step back in terms of performance. Yeah, definitely. Like in the pecking order. Yeah, so. It's gonna be harder for him to show well, but I still don't think that he's driving like somebody who, you know, is is gonna get that another shot. Alpha Towery car should be like borderline in the
0: points every race. Like Gasly ninth, it's like a sixth yeah. to ninth place car on most weekends, or six to ten. Sorry, but wasn't it like fifth last season? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, Gasly was always like they were grabbing higher fifth than places. You would have assumed because he's the best talented driver ever i'm just exaggerating and showing my my fandom for a hot second there but yeah i mean i mean clearly yuki was not in the gym recently because we know how much he hates the gym
1: <laughs> i know it's <that's> hilarious <laughs> didn't he say it like makes him physically ill to go to the gym he yeah hates which that is much. just crazy to think about but anyway that doesn't look good when your your boss is the right? Red Bull management. Like, why would you admit that? Yeah, that's probably wasn't it. Yeah. He looks fit, too. Like, I don't know what he does, but the dude's also probably what, like 20? 20, 20, Yeah. Yeah. But he also looks like a baby anyway, just because that's how he looks. He's <laughs> yeah. a tiny little guy. All right. Predictions. All right. Yep. So for a good weekend, um, and we yeah. had Anna from Racing Incident on last week, and her predictions were actually pretty solid. For a good weekend, she had Lewis, and Lewis was just off the podium in fourth place, so solid. I would say that was a solid prediction. Yeah. You had Mick Schumacher, who finished 13th nope. a lap down, and I had Gasly, who finished ninth, so mm. I don't know. That's yeah, borderline. That's, mm. None of those really wow me as like an amazing pick. Yeah, none of them no. nailed We didn't nail it. Okay, so for bad weekend, um, Anna had Lance Damn, yep. Stroll, which, well, yeah, I mean, he finished twelve, but. Yeah, that's, I, he was the last car in the lead lap, which isn't saying much, but
0: he was still better than seven other guys.
1: But he's still not yeah, good. Yeah, but three of those yeah three of those people retired so it's really only four other guys (laughs) okay um you had max and i would say absolutely nailed it that might be the best prediction i've ever made in the history of predictions yeah you may have cursed him so any max haters out there you might want to start slipping some bills to host mike to to pick him every week uh and i had zo guanyu who finished 11th, and I wouldn't say that's a bad weekend. That's pretty much where he's been respect- the first three races. So, yeah, I mean, for a rookie in a car that's, you know, mid-pack, that wasn't bad. All right, and finally, surprise Q3. Anna had nope. Vettel. Yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, you had Botas. And I believe he actually didn't make Q3 this weekend. And it st- <laughs> stopped his like streak of a hundred and something races of getting into Q3. Yep. He started 12th. And I had Albon, who <laughs> was disqualified from qualifying and started from the back. So I would say that was wrong as well. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, well, Somehow our picks in the grid rival league do a lot better than the ones we make on the probably because
0: I put more thought into the grid rivalry league than I do. Like when we do these, like I try to have a little more fun with these episode ones and, you know, take a swing because, you know, I, I've got a clawback. I, I did gain, I don't know, 15 or so spots up to like 32nd or 35th now. So I'm coming for the top again. I need to,
1: Oh, it's only the third race. Theory of twenty if, races I how left. how long the season is? Season end. Season will end. And God. All right. Well, do we have any? We're going to November this year or something like that. It's November twentieth that the season yeah, ends. Yeah, I mean, or something I know like we'll that. be doing
0: the same next year because the Vegas race is right after Thanksgiving.
1: Once we have FIA yes. credentials, I'm
0: gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Paging the FIA. Uh, I'm going to try for that for Coda again this year. I'm I'm almost positive. Well. I shouldn't yeah. say I'm definitely going to it. It all depends on when I get to go visit my brother and his wife and the baby, so or the the soon to be baby. Um, so, I guess kind of like I have to prioritize family, but I can also tell them like screw off. I want to go to a
1: race car race. <laughs> <laughs> a race car race. <laughs> I'm going to go see
0: the race cars. <laughs>
1: If anyone knows Ben Suleiman, just uh, yeah, yeah, hit him up for us. That we want. I won't. Credentials. I'll, I'll won't do I'll listen ridiculous. to any rules
0: he wants. I the only thing I need is coffee and a little bit of food, and I won't complain all weekend. I mean, that's not true. I'll definitely yeah. find something to complain.
1: And we would only go yeah. to the American races. So, I mean, maybe Canada. If we're allowed back. Yeah,
0: maybe but. if COVID is not upticking like it looks like it is right now.
1: Anyway, to it, I think we got to end on that note, even though it's a negative one.
0: Yeah, well, I guess we'll see on there. But I'm confident, you know, the Toronto IndyCar just started selling tickets, so that's a good sign. But we'll wrap it there. Everybody, we'll be back next week to preview Imola. Hope you enjoyed Anna on last week from the racing incident. And I got nothing else. Everybody, have a lovely weekend no race cars on track (laughs) i'm bruce martin host of pit pass indy each week i go behind the scenes of the ntt indycar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of indycar which features the indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event